Hello, cults and crime fans. I'm Nicole, and it's just me today. Jamie's on a little sabbatical. She's actually planning on coming down this week to, you know, get some wedding stuff done for me and for us just to hang out and spend time together. So while she's busy packing, I have a true crime for you guys. This isn't any true crime. This dates all the way back to 1890. And for all of our history buffs out there, this is going to rock your world. We're going to be talking about the tale of Louis Lee Prince, whose talents with the photography have inspired him to formulate the idea that would give movement to still images. That's right, we're talking about video. His invention was about to bring him great wealth, but in 1890, he had disappeared without a trace. This allowed Thomas Edison and the Lemire brothers to step in and take credit for his creation. He's relatively unknown today, but he just recently officially became recognized as the first person to record motion pictures on film, giving birth to today's motion picture industry. So guys, are we ready to dive in? So getting started with a little backstory on Lewis. He was born to August 28th in 1841 in France. His father was a soldier, and they often went to pay visits to a dear friend. This guy had a dramatic impact on Le Prince and the future of photography and the future of photography as we know it. So he was a really curious child, and he would always be hanging on his father's hand, and he was introduced to Louise. Drugger, a man who not only captured this young boy's interest, but their names would be linked forever. He was pretty much the man behind the early science of photography. He'd invented a process where silver-plated copper is polished, treated with fumes to make it really light-sensitive, and then he would expose it in a camera for a certain amount of time until the images appeared. We know this process similar to a Polaroid camera that people use all the time nowadays. It is noticed that Jurger sensed the raw talent and had really interest in the young boy. He had taught him the ways of photography and chemistry that was available to them at their time. These childhood lessons had inspired Le Prince down a path of arts, which he saw to go on to study painting in Paris and a postgraduate level chemistry at Leipzig University in Germany. After meeting an engineer by the name of John Whitley, Le Prince had moved to Leeds, England to work for John's company as a designer. During his time at Whitley's, he met John's sister, Elizabeth, whom he found madly in love with and married three years later in 1869. Le Prince had then started Leeds Technical School of Arts in 1871 with his wife, where the couple soon built a reputation for color photography on metals and pottery. And... Nearly a decade later, the couple had moved to the United States while working under Whitley. This is where he became a manager of a group of French artists, well-known for large panoramic photos of military battles. While working in the U.S., he had worked on and developed an unusual camera, which utilized 16 lenses for the purpose of a technological race that was ongoing, namely the motion picture, a concept that his competitors were struggling to make a reality. While... Luis had piped in and had 
posted them by several years. So this wasn't a perfect prototype. It came in the form of a 16-lens camera, which rotated between the lenses to take a sequence of frames. He had reasoned that for the brain to see a continuous image, as opposed to the familiar flickbook effect, there needed to be 16 frames per second. However, this produced a lot of problems. Each lens was if only marginally in a different position from its predecessor, and thus the resulting frame when put in a row and projected would create a really wobbly moving image, but still a moving image. Nevertheless, this was only his first patent. He'd actually continued working and went on to invent a camera, each moving a step closer to what would be a remarkable breakthrough in motion picture technology. It was at this time that he had a breakthrough. A conclusion that, the images would have to be put on glass slides and have them move in front of the lens. This slide would be sort of on a conveyor belt that would rotate them in order in front of the lenses and then put around again so that a continuous production could be achieved. The first motion picture captured, and this is believed to ever be captured, was shot by Lewis from the Leeds Bridge in 1888. Success in hand? Le Prince was so proud of his invention, he couldn't wait to share it. This achievement, he wanted to share this achievement first with his wife, who had still remained in the U.S. She was really happy and obviously excited for him. I mean, wouldn't you be? <laughs> She'd even set up a small theater inside their home for their grand unveiling. Le Prince packed up his equipment and set off first to resolve some other business in French, and then intending to make his way to New York to demonstrate his creation and patent the new technology, and method. These demonstrations would bring him much-deserved props among the community. Extreme wealth was sure to follow in the new era of motion films. Before beginning his voyage, in September of 1890, Le Prince made his way to Bourg, in that's central France, to visit some friends for a few days. Then, on September 13th, he traveled east to the capital of Burgundy region, Dijon, and he had stayed with his brother, Albert. Three days later, Albert waved farewell to his brother at the Dijon station at Louis boarded the Dijon to Paris express train. When the train arrived at the Paristine station later on, September 16th, Le Prince's friends couldn't see Louis debarking on the train at all, even though they scanned the length of the platforms. In fact, Louis didn't even get off the plane at all. They had decided to inform their proper authorities and search was made, but there was absolutely no sign of Luis, his log- any of his luggage, or his belongings. He had disappeared. So the thing that really baffles me is the Dijon to Paris Express was exactly that. It was an express. There was no stops in between. And his brother Albert had confirmed his departure, and... None of the other commuters reported any strange behavior or emergency stops or exits. The French police, London Scotland Yard, and the Prince family and friends launched extensive searches and an investigation into his whereabouts, but neither Louis, his belongings, or any clues were ever found. So there was several options that came about throughout the years about what had actually happened to him. One of them was suicide. So if he committed suicide, why and how? He may have been able to spring from his fast-moving train during the journey, but somebody would have found the body. And they did do an extensive search. 
And if he did kill himself, why? I mean, this man was on edge of a technological breakthrough. He had everything to look forward to. He was clearly excited about demonstrating his invention. And if it was true, as one historian speculated, then he was on the verge of bankruptcy? He was going to make a fortune in a very short period of time. Suicide just doesn't add up. I never thought it did when I looked into this case. But if not for suicide, then murder, right? Well, I'll get to that. But another speculated thing is that he actually faked his own death. Again, on the assumption that the prince was in severe financial difficulties, cinema story Jack DeClaus suggested in 1966 that Luis agreed to vanish due to problems over money and familiar inconveniences. This suicide theory and any other proposals based on financial difficulty has been debunked, by the way. Le Prince's business was profitable, and his newest success in the race for the first moving picture meant he had no real motive to fake his own death. This man was going to be rich. The familiar inconveniences suggested he by was revealed by a journalist in 1977 who quoted a note shown to him by the director of the Dijon Multiple Library that claimed that he had died in 1988 in Chicago. Le Prince was said to have moved there for the sake of his family's honor, and he was a homosexual. But there is no real evidence to ever confirm that, or to even confirm that he was homosexual at all. So for that reason, without any proof that he was a homosexual, and without any proof that he was alive and hiding out, that was just a rumor. And remember, everybody, Albert Le Prince's brother was the last person to see Lewis live and had claimed that he had watched him depart on the express train that he never disembarked from. Perhaps it could be said that Albert had the means to kill his brother, but the real question is motive. In Jean Miltry's book, Historia de Sunuma, Miltry claims that the most likely scenario is that his brother had boarded that train to Dijon and had either killed Albert for money or that Albert made no attempt to stop his own suicide as they had been covered already. However, no family or friends at the time felt that Lewis was suicidal. And there wasn't any evidence to prove that he was either. I mean, he was excited about his invention. His business was profitable. What means and what reason did he have to commit suicide? So my theory kind of falls on the edge of speculation with, in my opinion, more facts than you have within this case at all. I mean... It seems that somebody close to him would have had to betray him, someone he knew, someone that would have made a fortune for his discoveries and wanted that wealth for themselves. Not knowing the relationship between him and his brother, I wouldn't like to speculate, but that to me was a profitable and meaning scenario. With his brother out of the way, he would be the one to pick up the pieces and be the one to get a financial gain. He's not my only suspect, though. Like I said, Luis was leaps and bounds above his competition for motion pictures. And what if the competition had killed him? In 1889, Le Prince was about to patent his new projector as well as exhibiting his motion picture in New York. This race to achieve this had all intent and purpose been won by Luis. But the patenting by his invention would secure the legacy in in his cinematography and ensure that he became fabulously wealthy. 
This prompted the Le Prince family's suspicion of Thomas Edison over a patent known as Equality 6928. The results of who was awarded this patent was the person who would have invented the motion picture. And this thing was really important. And before we say anything else, yes, this is the Tom and Edison, the father of electricity. So the American Mutoscope Company initiated legations against Edison in a war over the patent of equality 6928, hoping to have Le Prince properly credited for the creation of the motion picture camera and called upon Adolf Le Prince, Louis's eldest son, to be a witness. Adolf had worked closely with his father and on a number of experiments, and the hope was that the court hearing his many achievements would gain Le Prince the recognition he deserved. Unfortunately, the initial case was awarded to the favor of Edison. And just two years later, any hope of appeal was shattered when Adolf Le Prince was found dead on Fire Island, New York, while he was hunting ducks. And there's more mystery to this case than just everyone surrounding it passing away. A photograph of a drowning victim from 1980 that resembled the prince was discovered in 2003. Results in the Paris police archive, sadly, there wasn't any more information on the picture available at the time, but some people do believe that it's a photo of Luis. The body was a drowning victim. If it is him, and we will probably never know, how did he arrive in Paris? If not on the train that he was supposed to be traveling on, that that kind of haunts me. Fortunately for us, even with the untimely death of Louis Le Prince's legacy has continued to start growing. In recent years, Le Prince has been credited finally as the original inventor of motion pictures. The Round Hay Garden scene was filmed by Louis Le Prince in October of 1888. But with out any information on what happened on that train ride? We have no idea what happened to him. Was it competition that ended his life? Was it suicide? Or was it something that nobody's heard of before and that no one's thought of? As time goes on, these people disappear into the background and disappear out of society. He wasn't an in-history books I grew up in, but he invented the video as we know it today. His work has created things now like the Vine and YouTube, things that we use every day. So because of that, I had to talk about him. Because nobody did for years. And what happened on that train? It, you know, ever since I started looking into this case and I started doing my research... I had to know what happened on this train. As true crime junkies and true crime lovers, we we search for the truth. We want to know every little detail. And when cases that are this old come up and there's no information to be had, nothing, it boggles all of our minds. Hopefully... By doing this podcast and going over this episode, that Le Prince's legacy can move forward one more step. And maybe one day we'll find out what actually happened. Unfortunately, I don't see that coming to pass. 
maybe he was the drowning man. Um, I do recommend going on Google and Googling him and Googling that photo. There is a side-by-side comparison that to me is pretty convincing. But then again, the question points, how did he get to Paris? That train doesn't cross through Paris. So he couldn't have just jumped off. And again, it didn't have any stops at all. It was a straight shot. So what happened? And was the prince's brother lying? And if he was lying, then why? Who was he lying for? Well, guys, that's all I have for us today. Next Monday, we will be back with a brand new Colson Crime. And Jamie will be here, I promise. So take care. And you know what? Dive into your history books a little bit because we all love true crime and nothing screams true crime like something from the 19 or from the 1890s. So take care, guys.